I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Have you ever questioned God's timing in his call to write? Maybe you have a lot going on with work, school, ministry, or family commitments, and you're thinking to yourself, now couldn't possibly be the right time. But if you know God, like my next guest does, you know that our ways are often not his ways. But when we follow his lead, things always work out all right. So I want you to take a listen to Erica's story. She is an example of determination and resilience, and she's on a mission to ensure women get exactly what they deserve, equal rights and equal pay. Allow her journey to inspire you to pick up your pen or your laptop and write, write, write. Enjoy. Erica, welcome to Publishing Secrets. So excited to have you here with us today to talk about your latest book and your journey as an author. I've had the pleasure of talking with you at length about this book, and I just know that our listening audience is not only going to be blessed by the content of the book, but by your story of determination and resilience. So again, welcome to Publishing Secrets. What I'd love to do is start at the beginning. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your latest book and then who you had in mind as you were writing this book. Well, thank you so much, Tam, for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation and Confident Career Woman, Ditch Perfection, Play Bigger and Make Power Moves is for that professional woman who has at some point settled, even if it's the subtle settle, even if she has subconsciously settled. The book has 25 principles and each principle has a power move. And it's not about doing everything in the book. It's about allowing the book to meet you where you are so that you can decide which power moves and which principles to implement to help you walk in your authenticity and advance your career. This is my third book, and I did not see myself as an author. The first book that I wrote, I actually called myself an accidental author. So the second book was a little more intentional. And then with this book, it was actually written during one of the most challenging points in my life. My father was sick. Um, I am his only child, and I was responsible for caring for him. He was in Virginia. I was in North Carolina, but yet I felt like there was a movement trapped inside of me. 
And so I started to pray and consider, you know, what is this about? And I was in the process of rebranding my next level, which is the former name of my business, into Confident Career Woman. And I thought, you know what? I really need to write a book. I really need to put something in the hands of women that they can access at any point in time when they are in their career and trying to figure out what can I do differently. I know for myself, I personally settled. I was the queen of complacency, the queen of the comfort zone. And for that reason, I start off my book with principle number one, and it's from the book of Psalms. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when you believe that about yourself, you don't have to walk in comparison. You don't have to say, well, I'm not like that person. You weren't built to be like that person. You were built to be who you are. So when you finish with this book, you will know that you have enough and that you are enough to succeed professionally. Psalm 139, one of my personal favorites. It sounds like, Erica, there are a lot of great nuggets in this book. You boil them down into 25 principles. And of course, one stands out for you. But I want to give the audience a little bit of a taste. Are there a few others that really stand out that you would want our listening audience to to really take a hold of and apply? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> a, a couple out of 25. Let's see. Let's start with um, number seven, and that's ditch the downplay. So statistically speaking, women do not advocate for themselves. We sometimes get in the habit of doing the work and doing it well. But when it comes time for us to, even during the interview, because I work with clients one-on-one to help them master the interview, advance their careers, and increase their salary, it's just very hard sometimes, and especially for a Christian woman, to talk about herself because she struggles with, you know, am I still walking in humility? Because now I'm expected to brag to a degree. So ditch the downplay isn't about encouraging people to be arrogant or to be so aggressive that you're unbearable. It's about saying, you know what? This is who I am. This is who I was created to be. This is my genius. These are my strengths. These are my gifts. This is what produces my results. And so there's no reason for me to downplay that. It just is. These are the facts. And then the other principle that goes along with that is actually principle 19, and that is stop sitting on your ask, A-S-K. My mother suggests that I spell that out. So here we are. That. <laughs> stop sitting on your A-S-K. Um, statistically speaking, again, women don't ask. They don't ask for more money. They don't ask for promotions. They don't ask for more resources, access to senior leadership. So many things that we don't ask for. So that principle encourages you to Prepare, right? Prepare to have the conversation to make sure that you believe that you are worthy of the ask and also that you're giving yourself a no when you decide that you're not going to ask, when a yes is potentially available. So here again, we do the subtle, subtle time and time and time again. There's so much more that's available to us if we would get out of our own way. So much going on, but yet you were obedient. You answered the call to write. 
Now, one of the things that I know for sure is that answering this call does not mean that it will be without complications. So talk to us about some of the challenges that you experienced as you began to write. You know, it's so funny you would ask that question. So the obvious challenge is, you know, what I mentioned with attempting to care for my dad who was in another state. And when I say care for him, he couldn't make any decisions for himself. He had brain damage. So it was that level of care that needed to be provided. You know, nursing home calls 24-7 if they wanted to change his medication or if they needed to take him to the doctor. So it was that kind of challenge. But then there's just the challenge of what needs to be in this book so that women will be equipped, empowered, and encouraged. What I didn't want it to feel like for them was more work. But what I did want to do was be honest and be upfront and say, okay, here is the work that we need to do from the inside out if we're going to be successful. So I was challenged with what to include as well as what to exclude. And I was also challenged with the timeline that I gave myself to complete it. Because in my mind, it was supposed to be completed by said time, right? God was like, no. Let's remember you are not in charge. And I don't know how many times I have to tell you. (laughs) So that in and of itself, you know, was a challenge because we a lot of times expect things to look a certain way and to end at a certain date or start at a certain time. And that wasn't the case at all. So those were some of the challenges that I encountered while writing the book. We make plans and God laughs. That's what comes to mind as I hear you talking about your challenge, you know, and I think we're all that way. We want things to happen at a certain time. We like to be in control, but often God reminds us who's really in charge. Too funny. But what I will tell you is along this journey, what has definitely made it worth it is when clients reach out and say, I read the book or I enrolled in a course, I have had women literally tell me that they are going through my content and they have their husbands going through it with them. I literally have had a client tell me when she first contacted me, she reached out to her husband and she's like, you know, I want to hire a coach. And he's like, well, I don't know if we should do that right now. It's not in the budget. She circled back. We eventually started working together. Her husband is now like, don't take coaching out of the budget. Because he has seen the shift in his wife, the confidence, the boundaries that she's now creating between work and home and how present she is with him and their daughter and the different ways in which she cares for herself personally and professionally. So it makes sense to me that I would have been challenged writing that book because now what it's doing is it's changing lives. And we know that when you change lives, that you also have the power to impact lives generationally. I love that so much because I know that there are many in our listening audience today that their heart's desire is like yours. They want to be transformation agents. So Erica, why don't you share a little bit more about that? How do you see answering the call to write positioning our listening audience to become a transformation agent? Yeah, books position you to be a transformation agent, first of all, because if you think of it simply from a time and a capacity perspective, 
you have 24 hours. How many people can you literally talk to in 24 hours? Yes, we can say we can leverage social media or we can go live or we have the gift of podcasting, but we both know that there are just some limits that we have in terms of capacity. So what that book allows you to do is anybody can access it anytime, anywhere. There are people around the world who are buying my books. There are people around the world who are enrolling in my courses. Someone enrolled from Portugal earlier this week and took advantage of three courses. So when you talk about, you know, transformation and having a book and what that allows people to do is it's similar to the books that we've absorbed individually. Even though it may not have been our own content, there has been something that has been planted in terms of a seed that has produced a harvest. Not only that, when you talk about personal transformation, this book has changed my business. This book has been the business card that opened doors that I could not access. When I said to a company that I would donate some of my books to their corporate library for their employees, and then I get contacted to facilitate an in-person session, then they call back and say, I want a part two. Then they call back and say, well, you're discounting your services during the pandemic. We'll sign up for more. And then someone who's on one of those calls says, can you speak at one of our other events? Books will allow you to not only change your life, but they will change yours in the process. Don't you just love the way God works? He's always getting multiple benefits out of those experiences, right? He's so intentional in all that he does. Well, Erica, we've talked a lot today about about God and how important he is to you. I'd love for you to share with our listening audience a little bit more about the role that faith has played in your journey. And in your instance, it's from multiple perspectives. So in addition to being an author, you're also a coach. What role does faith play in your journey as an entrepreneur? Oh my goodness. So let me tell you something. Apart from God, I am nothing. You know, um, people are very kind, (laughs) you know, when it comes to complimenting me, advocating for me, supporting me, loving me, encouraging me. But I have to give God glory for everything that he has allowed me to do. And I can remember early on, you know, when you talk about faith, my grandmother and my mother, they're both women of faith. So even if I wasn't modeling it, I was in the environment. And I learned in my 20s, I'm like, you cannot sit under the word and not change. But, you know, my journey, and I've shared this many times, I woke up in my 30s, wasn't sure what I wanted to do, what direction I wanted to go in professionally, but I knew that I wanted to go to church on Sundays. And I could not do that as a retail store manager. That leap of faith changed my life. Because what happened is, When I took all the money out of my 401k, put my resume on monster.com, went on vacation, gave my employer a six-week notice. I didn't have a job to go to. So it was the first time in my life that I was not relying on a paycheck. And I knew that I did not have enough money to sustain myself for the rest of my life. So it clearly was a leap of faith, but it was also a very smart risk, which was why I took the money out of my 401k. But having that recruiter from the banking industry contact me changed everything because it was God's way of saying, I got you. 
even when you don't know how it's going to work out, I wouldn't have ever applied for a job for a bank because I didn't think I was qualified. I didn't have a college degree. I'd never worked for a bank. And here I am transitioning into an industry without what they say is the education. And probably some would say, well, you're not qualified. But I went in as a branch manager. I then, you know, relocated 18 months later, took a different role. I was literally going to school, working full time and starting a business. I started my business before I had my bachelor's degree. I had no idea when I started this business that it would result in this. I had no idea when I was reading Black Enterprise Magazine that I would later be on their platform, interviewed for their podcast, that I would be spoken to, you know, in terms of my advice for upcoming articles. I mean, it's just been insane. The doors that God has opened that I didn't even know were available or were an option. But had I not taken that step, where would I be? So a couple of things stand out to me. You know, often our tests become our testimony, right? We're not just going through them for our benefit, but it positions us. It uniquely positions us to be able to reach back and help someone that's going through a very similar situation. And then the the second thing that stands out is the importance of obedience as You were obedient to the call of God in your life. He was able to open doors that you could not open yourself. And that's resulted in so much success that's rooted in favor. But you know what I've noticed, Erica, is is sometimes when a person like yourself achieves great success, there is a belief that that means that there are no challenges. And I know, I know that that is not the case. So talk with us about some of the challenges that you're currently facing, even in the midst of all the success that you've had. Yeah. So, you know, you've heard it said, right, for every level, there's another devil. And it doesn't even have to be in the form of evil, right? Like that kind of thing or even opposition. But what happens is you never really arrive. So once you achieve a goal, there's something else that you will learn along the way. There's another challenge that you will learn along the way. You can say, you know what? I want God to expand my territory. And when he does, because I know for me, I was like, I didn't know that this is what it looked like. Let me be more specific in my prayers. I don't think I I went about this the right way, Lord. But I said that to say, you know, where I am is incorporating boundaries and making sure that I have balance. And so by balance, I don't mean 50-50. I mean giving the proper attention to things that I say are essential in my life. I cannot do this work running on empty. I cannot do this work without taking care of myself. And that's very different in comparison to what I have done in the past. You know, opportunities show up and it's like, okay, they may not come again. I need to take advantage of this. And I was running myself to death. I was tired more often than not. How can I give a client my best when it comes time to coach them if I am not at my best? So the challenge for me right now is making sure that I have a level of clarity and that my yes is my yes and my no is my no. And that I need to make sure that more often than not, that I am saying yes to myself so that I can continue along this path of purpose with excellence. 
I feel like we could talk about this, about the book and the journey all day. (laughs) But we are about out of time. So I want to make sure that our listening audience has uh, the information from two perspectives. Number one, where can they go to get a copy of the book? And then secondly, where can they keep up with you and what you have planned next? Sure. Um, You can find the book on Amazon.com. And again, the name of the book is Confident Career Woman, Ditch Perfection, Play Bigger, and Make Power Moves. If you are wanting to stay connected to me, you can do that on social media, on LinkedIn, as well as Facebook and Instagram. That's Confident Career Woman. And on Twitter, that's Erica underscore Spradley. Awesome. So Erica, what's next for you? Their third book is Under Your Belt. You're doing all these great things from a coaching perspective and even contributing to national magazines. What's on the horizon for you? Yes, I am working on a project that is based off of principle 19 that we talked about earlier, stop sitting on your ask. So I mentioned that women do not ask for what they want, but James 4.2 tells us that we have not because we ask not. And we're old enough to know that just because we ask doesn't mean that there's a guarantee that we're going to get what we want. There's no guarantee that we're going to get a yes. But what happens when we don't ask? When we, by default, convince ourselves that the answer is going to be no. If exceedingly and abundantly is available, why would we not ask? So this initiative is very near and dear to my heart. I am working on an online course for that, as well as some other materials. I've actually launched apparel, um, mugs. I've also launched notebooks and some accessory bags for now as it relates to the movement, Stop Sitting on Your Ask, and a website is coming soon. Erica, again, thank you so much for being here with us today on Publishing Secrets. Before you go, I have one favor to ask. You know, many in our listening audience are battling some doubts and some fears about moving forward with the the call that God has placed on their life to write. And I know you can personally identify with some of those struggles. So could you just speak a word of encouragement? What is one piece of advice that you would share to help move our audience forward? For the woman that's struggling with that, and and I know this sounds so cliche, right? Nike says to just do it. But I am reminded often, Tam, and I remind my clients of this too. If we are told that we can come boldly before him, if we can go boldly before our Savior, if we know that we have not because we ask not, if we know, as I mentioned earlier, that exceedingly and abundantly is available, if we know that nothing is too hard for God and that he can do the impossible, My one piece of advice is that even when you don't believe in yourself, believe what God says. Believe what God says above all else. Believe what God says in spite of a pandemic. If God said that he is going to provide, God will provide. If God says that it's all going to work out for your good, you don't get to define good. You just need to believe that it is. If God says it's impossible to please me without faith, Get your faith up. 
Get your faith up. And faith, all it is, is belief. You have thoughts every day. You get to decide what you want to believe and what you don't want to believe. As for me and my house, we're going to go with what God says. We're going to believe what God says. Going with Erica might get you in some trouble, but we can count on God. I know that for sure. (laughs) Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to encourage and inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. In order to stay up to date on our episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you will be notified. And if this episode has been a blessing to you, do me a favor, rate and review. Until next time, God bless.